Hi everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Math Therapy Sessions podcast. Our guest for today is Dr. Tej Joshi. He's completed his master's in prosthodontics and has his private practice in Mumbai. Dr. Tej is a certified paragliding pilot, a scuba dive instructor, and a licensed drone pilot. The audio podcast is available on Spotify and Anchor. The links to that are in the description down below. Drop a like if you like this video. and consider subscribing if you end up loving it and also don't forget to comment down below your thoughts on the podcast till then enjoy the episode so dr tej what <laughs> is digital dentistry so hi arab good morning good morning so digital dentistry is basically uh frankly speaking it's bullshit okay but yeah digital dentistry is something that you should go into once you master not master i have not mastered my basics i can't say that obviously mm-hmm. but digital dentistry is something that you should get into once you have like kind of got a very good hold on your analog skills okay and once you have mastered like almost mastered your analog skills that's the time when you go into digital dentistry mm-hmm. so what's like a better term for digital dentistry if not i mean see digital dentistry is a very vague term now like uh, for x-rays i doubt anyone would be using the films the age old kodak speed films which we used to use True. everyone has an rvg these days you have a vista scan like you have a phosphor plate system so mm-hmm. that is also digital dentistry mm-hmm. now if you check your setup like you yourself have a screen in front of the patients mm-hmm. so that is also a digital term so digital dentistry is a very vague term so how would you better describe it i mean uh i think digital dentistry is used because yeah. so that people understand yeah uh, but then i think it's a very misleading term okay now uh digital dentistry has like what majorly the concept is like mm. in these days people if they talk about digital dentistry they'll feel that digital dentistry is just pertaining to cad cam or digital planning of implants and stuff mm-hmm. but that's not it like each and everything that we do in dentistry is somehow uh integ- like we have ourselves integrated in digital dentistry in uh, our practice we are not aware of it ourselves but yeah we already have we have graduated to digital dentistry from what we have been doing in the past like 8 to 10 years mm-hmm. i remember during our ug days like I remember your for, like we were in first year or second year BDS days during those days uh intraoral scanning is not something that we could have had ever thought of True. even RVG was not something that we could think of mm-hmm. because it was in internship when we I started using the films to taking that we started taking x-rays in third year right yeah third, uh, third year basically so it's still internship what we learned was not nothing like digital as such even the opgs that we had had the old films if you remember yeah so yeah but now if you talk about even those opg machines they are obsolete like no one uses those opg machines these days so we are moving on to the digital dentistry we have already incorporated it in our day to day practice just mm-hmm. that we are not very much aware of it So how is your digital dentistry different from uh, others? I mean it's not I won't say that it's different from others or anything as such mm-hmm. it's uh, obviously the softwares and the stuff which I use it's available for everyone worldwide it's the same but so, you have implemented more of them in your daily yeah. practice So it's not implemented it's like I've adapted to it mm-hmm. uh if we talk about CAD CAM dentistry or 3D printing uh it's something that I feel like it's not a absolute necessary but 
even if you have a normal basic clinic and if you have a lab which is which you are associated with which has a good setup which has a decent software which has a decent 3d printer and milling machine mm-hmm. you yourself are incorporating digital dentistry in your practice it's not necessary for you to have uh, the softwares and stuff because what you can do is these days you know softwares like team viewer mm. or any desk where you can remotely operate a pc from the comfort of your home right, as well right, yeah. so what you can do is if your lab also has the software you can just ask your lab guys to start the team viewer and you can sit at the comfort of your couch at your home mm-hmm. and you can do your designing and stuff uh, from the comfort of your home so you don't basically need to have those softwares even if your labs if you have associated with a good lab you can practice digital dentistry so can you uh, help us run through a a digital workflow as what happens uh, right suppose now if you are like uh, uh, let's talk about the prosto pgs which work in the college these days mm-hmm. so talking about prosto pgs like imagine like if you call a patient at 10 am for a uh, tooth prep okay so basically at 10 am you will be starting with the tooth prep three unit lower bridge let's talk hypothetically three unit lower bridge okay so by around 11:30 you would have been done one and a half hour is more than enough for the prep so mm-hmm. by 11:30 you would be done mm-hmm. with your preps yeah. from 11:30 to 12 maximum you can uh, take make your impressions pour your cast and send right. it to the lab guys mm-hmm. just that half of the day will go in the transit like the lab guy will come pick it up from your clinic or your uh, college he'll take it back to the lab and after like the lab guys receive it probably in the evening or next day morning they'll start pouring the cast got it and mm-hmm. if it's a pfm cap so obviously pfm cap is not something that you incorporate in digital dentistry that's more of a conventional dentistry what you follow yeah so if you are following the conventional technique the lab guys on the next day the lab guys will start manufacturing the cap they'll make the wax pattern they'll do the uh, like metal they'll do the cast casting they'll do the metal finishing mm-hmm. on the third they prob- probably your metal coping would be ready mm-hmm. and uh, on the third day the lab guys will start ceramic layering right and on the fourth day the lab guys would be able to deliver the crowns to you mm-hmm. but if you're following the digital workflow like what you would gu- what you guys would do is like you'll make the like you'll finish off the preps at 11:30 you'll make the impressions the intraoral scans you can right. make the intraoral scans in hardly 5 to 10 minutes not more than that that's also maximum time what i'm talking it's that quick sorry it's that quick yeah, it's that quick impressions like even your conventional impressions it won't take like more than 10 15 minutes you make impressions i don't think it takes more than 10 15 minutes yeah. it's almost like as comparable as to but conventional still techniques faster, faster, than, faster than, conventional. than conventional yeah so you make your intraoral scans but the best part is your transit time is avoided completely mm-hmm. so you can just email those scans to your lab guys I, i don't think email should with current digital speeds like the internet speed i don't think it should take more than a minute sure. in a minute mm-hmm. i say hypothetically 12 o'clock by 12 o'clock the lab guys should receive the impressions and they'll start like Uh, the cam like the cad cam designing the cad designing is basically computer aided designing on the cast mm-hmm. so once they start the designing a normal 3 unit process is designing should not take more than 5 to 10 minutes wow. so that's how quick it becomes and after designing they'll just feed that data into the machine the milling machine mm-hmm. and the machine will mill out the final processes for you in probably like uh half an hour to 45 minutes max mm-hmm. 
so and uh, probably another one or two hours of centering cycle so by evening like your process your final processes is ready actually the same day exactly same day and so the guys can ship it out to you on the same day itself or the next day mm-hmm. so probably if you are following the conventional f- workflow mm-hmm. the time at which you would be temporizing the patient placing a temporary in his mouth mm-hmm. that's when you will be actually placing a final restoration in the patient's mouth wow so that's how digital dentistry is going to revolutionize uh, this thing it's a big time saver a big time saver for both for the exactly. clinician and the patient exactly and another advantage with uh, cad designing is like uh, if you don't you don't need to articulate the cast and stuff okay. you basically make the patient's records like even the lateral records protrusive records in uh, with using your intraoral scanners okay you feed that to the software and all the lateral movements and all are replicated by the software itself mm. so the high points and all those stuff also can be avoided completely oh that's impressive so yeah. how have your patients responded to this so basically if it's a smile designing case i still follow the conventional workflow okay. where i do manual layering of ceramic by myself mm-hmm. and if it's digital workflow if it's the pro- posterior crowns and stuff like the patients have responded very well mm-hmm. so the best part is uh, we have a lab also at the clinic so even if it's a pfm crown i can deliver it in like the transit time is avoided basically yeah. Yeah. so i can deliver it in a day and a half or two maximum so the patients they are very happy to receive the final process on the same day mm-hmm. and the high points and all such issues the color shade matching and all those issues are also avoided, avoided. completely yeah. yeah yeah so how important is the role of the supporting staff because uh, you know you have to train them for this digital workflow So do they need to undergo no, the any entire digital workflow at my place is done only by me okay so there is another technician and my uh, parents also they know about all this digital stuff true so they are like a standby mm-hmm. but i can the best part is like even if i'm not there at the lab i can remotely help them with all those things and that's uh, crazy i mean yeah exactly if i'm going on a vacation i can carry my laptop with me and i can remotely like from there i can do the designing and stuff mm-hmm. and that's not just it like i have had many friends not in india but like i have have few friends in germany and stuff mm-hmm. who uh, rely on remote designing designers basically okay so how you have this digital uh, like people who digital nomads basically mm-hmm. so you can live a life like that also if you have a proper hold on digital dentistry what you can do is you can live somewhere in places like bali and stuff mm-hmm. and they pay you around 1 or 2 dollars for designing a crown approximately okay. that's also not a big deal for them to pay 1 or 2 dollars for designing because you they save like a lot of time and you uh, but you need to have a proper design like you need to follow proper designing protocols you need to have a very good hand in designing if your work is not good obviously they're not going to they have many <laughs> other options <laughs> but yeah even if you earn like if you and if you make around like 100 caps per day mm-hmm. design 100 caps that's like 100 dollars a day and that designing 100 caps a day won't take more than 2 or 3 hours maximum got it so even if you work as a digital nomad you just need to work for 2 3 hours and designing and stuff it's like basically that's what something i see in future like happening so currently what are the obstacles you're facing i'm sure there right. there must be a few of them uh obstacles as such uh i am not very sure like uh, like in this digital workflow yeah. there must because it's a comparatively new technology Um, okay so basically digital technology is not a new technology like mm. uh, i think digital dentistry was started by dr francois duret he's a french uh, doctor dentist in back in 1979 wow in france the, yeah and siemens exactly and siemens was the company who started like 
manufacturing the along with sirona like right now what we know like what we know as densply sirona mm-hmm. sirona was a different company back then and siemens along with sirona had started manufacturing the cat cam like machines back in 1992 and 93 mm-hmm. so it's been almost 30 years that's three decades like we have like people have been following digital dentistry mm-hmm. and it's a new trend that has been introduced in india since last 8 to 10 years mm-hmm. so it's not something that's very new like people have been following it and currently i don't see any obstacles Obst- earlier okay. days yeah the pcs were not that powerful mm-hmm. and yeah one obstacle that we face nowadays is the uh, chip shortage basically mm-hmm. earlier days if you go and you if you search for uh, the this thing the gpu the graphic processing units on amazon you would find n number of graphic graphic processing right, units right. at yeah. very cheap rates mm-hmm. but now if you go to search for those they are very sparse that's because of the crypto miners like i won't blame them they are also doing that job but yeah uh, nvidia i think has started uh, like making it exclusively for gamers and stuff mm-hmm. so that's where nvidia is also helping us but yeah uh, gpus is a scarcity mm-hmm. so right now customizing a pc or a desktop has become a task but laptops are available so that is a hurdle that we are facing currently right now mm-hmm. what pc do you use or which laptop do you use to uh, do your workflow So basically I don't own all these PCs but there are three PCs that I work on first is a Surface Book so Surface Book helps has a touch screen interface mm-hmm. so that helps that makes the work very easier because we can just rotate it on the screen and stuff okay uh, I have a desktop also that has also a touch screen uh desktop basically mm-hmm. uh PC basically mm-hmm. So the PC if you want to know the exact configurations I don't think your audience would be that interested but yeah the configurations is i7 it runs a RTX minimum 2070 to 2080 graphic processing units and it needs to have around 32 GB of RAM So basically in layman's term you need a very <laughs> high end PCs yeah to work with digital but the uh, best part is even if you have a basic pc mm-hmm. uh you can remotely operate that high end pc from the comfort of your house got it got it yeah so yeah. uh you know how was the learning curve i'm sure you must have undergone some sort of training to or self training to like you know uh to learn this and master it so how yeah. was the learning curve was it difficult yeah, was so it the learning curve was very difficult basically there was back then like 4 5 years back there was no trainer or anything as such in india still there isn't any mm-hmm. like there are very few people who train in digital dentistry and yeah that's uh, given because not every dentist needs to know how you're supposed to exactly design a crown and stuff mm-hmm. that's something that lab guys should be doing there are few dentists who have uh, like who like doing it and who do it mm-hmm. but Yeah so learning a crown and bridge almost took me like a week or two mm-hmm. but the crown and bridge module uh thing that is most difficult is partial dentures and designing implant guides and stuff so basically there are many lab technicians who do who design the implant guides but they exactly don't know how what complications the clinicians face intraorally while loading the implants right. while placing the implants there are many clinicians who have lot of no- clinical experience but they don't have any digital experience yeah. so that's where i tried bridging the gap between the two so i i like i placed lot of implants mm-hmm. during my ugds also so th- during my pgds also i placed around 60 implants 60 to 70 i mean like it's not very high but yeah mm-hmm. during the pg 3 years of pg it was a lot and that's when i started practicing digital dentistry 
so there were these implant companies who had this uh, implant software planning modules and back in my pg like that's around in 2017 or 18 mm-hmm. we started doing complete digital workflow okay it has helped me a lot but uh, irony is these days i do not practice uh, guided implant placements i like opening up and i like placing implants like and actually way, yeah. yeah traditional way and actually visualizing if the implant is in proper position or not mm-hmm. so uh, how I mean, what are the advantages of you know imp- so, yeah. having digital industry over so conventional industry? If you industry? are new to implantology mm-hmm. uh, and if you're not very confident, the digital guides, the stents, implant placement stents and stuff is definitely going to help you with your implant placement. Okay. But once you gain a good enough experience, uh, I think even your normal analog techniques work equally well. Mm-hmm. And most of the times, I just follow flapless techniques these days if the bone is good and stuff. only if the bone is not good and at see for using any kind of guides or stents you need to have a good bone volume over there true true and yeah because even a millimeter of right of here and there is going to make a huge difference when you place implants right right so that's how accurate you need to be and that can only be possible using a combination of guided and conventional when you are in your starting days mm-hmm. of implant placement But as you advance as you gain some uh, this thing um, like insights into how you are supposed to place the implants and stuff that's when you can start uh, not like using the digital techniques and you can just rely on your conventional this thing hand. fair enough so you also did a masters in prosthodontics right so why prosthodontics so basically when i was uh, like i when i had finished my bds and i had just started with my mds my family it was going through a financial problem i mm-hmm. was okay with anything mm-hmm. like i was okay with prostho perio or os basically i need to needed to place implants mm. So after internship, if you remember, we had this one year gap yeah. before we start our PG. True. And I had started my clinic immediately after internship right. with the help of few of my friends right. and colleagues. So at that time, I had an implantologist who used to come and place the implants. He was an oral surgeon, so nothing mm-hmm. against oral surgeons, but yeah, the implant placement used to be a bit wrong during that time. Mm-hmm. so and correcting that used to be a task so that's when i decided i had to learn implants myself mm-hmm. so prosthoperio and os are the only three fields where you are allowed to place implant right so i was okay with any of these three fields and mm-hmm. fortunately with my dad so like he was okay uh, with me going for prostho the fees were quite high as compared to other fields but yeah he was okay with it and that's why i uh, chose prostho as my field of subject during my pg so how was the overall M- mds experience for you it was very good like especially my hod and my dean who was like uh, i th- can name them yeah you can yeah. Oh, like so dr omkar shetty dr gorang misit they have been very good like mm-hmm. they have been very kind enough to let me do whatever i wanted during my pg days they gave you a free hand they gave me a free hand basically and uh, i remember both of them telling me that you're not supposed to reject any patient because uh, yeah i had my colleagues like who used to take selected cases and stuff mm-hmm. but each and every case has something to teach you right so i think the maximum collection during my pg days was done by me and like it used to behave higher <laughs> i remember other departments hods coming and checking our register because there always used to be a competition between right, the departments yeah. of who earns the <laughs> maximum and stuff but yeah it used to be funny very funny like my uh, akilika collection used to be more than the entire other department ka collections you were like the golden goose of the department yeah, so basically i never rejected a single patient that came to me that's impressive and yeah, yeah uh, i never like uh, let down any patient basically touch wood 
so uh, any patient that used to come to me i used to make sure that your work used to be done in the shortest time possible mm-hmm. and the best quality of treatment possible to them and that's the reason there was there wasn't any complaint against me uh, registered during the 3 years of my post graduation and yeah that's something i'll boast about is uh, the my hod's they let me do i basically placed the implant in the first year of my mds like we had to clear the vivas we had to give a presentation before we place the implant not so, everyone gets to do that exactly exactly i've seen many colleges where the prosthopedists they hardly place one or two implants I like know, uh, i know so many colleges where the f- prosthopedists put implants in the final year exactly of their uh, and the worst part is if you place the implants in the final year and you load them probably at the end of your term you're not going to know what complications you right. the patients are facing and stuff yeah. Yeah. so the best part was when i placed the implants in my first year mds i exactly knew what complications can happen mm. and believe me guys pg is a time where you can go wrong mm. like you have your uh, guides and all to guide you what you are supposed to do when you go wrong but when you start your own practice there's no option of going wrong because yeah. if you go wrong there is obviously a case or a suit that's going to be uh pending against you or hanging over your head so yeah during pg it's when i had a like lot of things to do it's where i went i won't like uh say that but i went wrong in few of my cases few of my implants failed it's not something that i could also help because implant failing is not uh like this thing like it's not a very uh yeah experimented or it's not a very research topic yeah that's it and, and it's a part of the experience like exactly if you fail you know next time exactly it, exactly it you know how like what all precautions you need to take when you're supposed to avoid placing implants and right. stuff mm. so that's where the thing like that's the most important thing that pg has taught me with so many highs in your uh, masters uh, right program any lowest point you felt So lowest point for me was not in my masters but in my BDS it okay. was my first year BDS and it was an at prelims okay and i had scored 14 out of 100 basically had flunked in my prelims mm-hmm. so that's when i woke up and that was like uh, a wake up call for you a wake up call for me exactly and that's when i started prop, like starting putting my efforts into studying actually mm-hmm. because it was a new thing we didn't know how to work about how to go about studying for bds and stuff and we are not used to failures like exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh, any patient story you would want to share with us from a masters program uh all the patients used to be happy like no no like anything which brought us like you still remember like you know you made you, you did this patient oh right so uh, basically it was a finger processes a finger process a finger processes the patient has like had lost his, finger yeah exactly the okay. patient was a baba and he had lost his finger mm-hmm. so we kind of 3d printed a working processes for him and he was very happy he continued <laughs> using like his finger for uh, his job and stuff mm-hmm. and he was basically very happy there have been like m- many patients who have been in tears after they get their teeth and all that's not something but dude he's got a finger like you know exactly and this is something which a lot of people don't know that dentists like yeah. apart from teeth they also, also make external processes exactly. also So this nose process, eye process, and ear process is something that we regularly do. Mm-hmm. It's basically most of the cases are pro bono. What we do for Tata, like uh, our lab is attached to Tata Hospital, and it was attached to Ambani Hospital. Right. Yeah. So most of the cases, what we did for them were like pro bono. We have done many finger processes and the frameworks for such processes, mm-hmm. and the patients they are literally in tears when they get the final process. I mean, it's it's life changing. Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. You think you can't. get that back and exactly. get that back it imagine a patient with no nose suddenly getting right. a nose like they obviously are going to be very emotional uh according to you who should right. do masters in prosthodontics 
if they have a choice basically like uh, anyone who whoever no, wants whoever eligible for it will definitely no, but like you need to ha- like you need to have passion for like because yeah so prosthesis is basically not just dentistry it's uh like if you say it's not even 50% dentistry it's like 50% engineering and 50% dentistry okay so if you are technically oriented if you like gadgets if you like engineering also mm-hmm. that's how uh, you get that in ma- yeah exactly masters. exactly you will get that in masters mm-hmm. so crown and bridge bridge basically if we talk about bridge in dentistry people just think about crowns but mm. that bridge the word itself will notify it's a bridge yeah. yeah yeah got it so i mean coming back to why you chose dentistry as your career going back all the way back to your so i have been days. born and brought up in a very dental environment like mm-hmm. i my parents they owned a lab so after my school mm-hmm. they were very hard working so mm-hmm. after my school they used to take me to the lab mm-hmm. and that's where i have spent most of my childhood days in okay so, so i had a general liking for all such things mm-hmm. and that's how i chose and, dentistry and that influenced you that influenced like, me yeah because constantly around you the exactly. ambience was exactly. of a dental and thing. the dental field is such that it's a combination of both medical and engineering mm-hmm. and that's something which you like exactly. technology and engineering exactly and so there are many gadgets you can get into dentistry <laughs> so how was the whole bds experience it was a fun DIY. experience it was a fun experience basically and bds was so much fun i made such nice friends during my bds mm-hmm. and uh, yeah all those four years like i wish we could relive, relive those moments like true 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 yeah true. <laughs> so uh what were the things you wish you did more of in your ug days something you, now when you yeah. think about it you think you should have done more of you know so basically all the professors who and guides who you my used to talk to they used to tell me to do maximum number of patients mm-hmm. uh during my endo i think i had very like good professors like hitesh shetty uh, <laughs> hitesh so i think hitesh pawar yeah so he was the one who motivated me to do many root canals so i had done my molar rcts also during That's internship that's one thing the first one to start uh, molar rcts in yeah. in, uh, in internship the batch, in yeah, the batch, exactly yeah. i yeah. did almost 40 rcts mm-hmm. but believe me like that's hardly anything uh i think that curriculum should change like i wish i did around 80 to 100 rcts back in my internship mm-hmm. more rcts basically because once you are out of bds you are expected to know rcts yeah but just doing 30 or 40 cases also wasn't enough okay so that's something that i should have done more of and i started observing under a clinician back in like my final year bds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i wish i could have started much earlier like probably in the third year but right. i think we were like not that matured enough back then so that's yeah. also okay not everyone needs to like but, just but then work. now when you say it uh, yeah. the role of a teacher and a guide is so important because if they are if they give you a free hand so yeah it's not the role of a teacher or a guide it's basically the uh, mindset now if your guide is very rigid like if they just follow the age old techniques if the guide is just cpd cpd cast partial dentures mm-hmm. they won't let you place implants that's not going to let you progress mm-hmm. the guides need to have like need to give you a free hand like they need to let you do whatever you want to do whatever your liking is mm-hmm. because everyone's liking is going to be different like now frankly speaking like if i ask you mm. you would be interested in specific you are interested in sports dentistry right but that's not something that is taught at all in bds right right so exactly so that's something that you, and not everything is pertaining to a particular field what your guide likes so mm. if your guides are open minded that's going to be a very big boon for you that helps a lot exactly 
any funny story or memories you want you, like you want to share from your UG days oh so uh UG days okay yeah so i think we were in a sec- second year microbiology i think microbiology is in second year right yeah so i had this friend of mine prashant mm-hmm. he is a very good friend of mine mm-hmm. so basically for some reason he and one more friend of mine i won't let's not name him <laughs> so we had to like stain the slides like it used to be some bacteria and we used to uh, we had to inject some dyes onto it burn it and stuff and see it under the microscope so basically i did all that like i got my like there was some staining on my bacteria and mm. i could see those under the microscope but my friend he wasn't able to see that and it was a final university exam so he came to me and i was he was like what do i do what do i do and he was freaked out and i try i also tried doing it mm. nothing happened so i just put his slide in the wash basin uh because to discard it and i asked him to get a new slide because the stain wasn't the staining wasn't happening right so he got a new slide he tried doing it and nothing happened and the examiners were supposed to come in another 3 4 minutes to see <laughs> so i just like out of random i was like let's just check the other slide if that's better this one's better mm. and what happened is in those in that drain like everyone used to just throw away the extra dyes and stuff right. so for some reason that slide stained so well that the examiners came and he was literally like flabbergasted he was like oh my god this slide is like better than the demo slides that they have in the department how did he do it and stuff and that's how like i don't know how things worked out for him but he scored the uh, he topped that exam basically oh, he topped he topped that exam i was going to ask you did he exactly. pass exactly he passed and he topped that exam <laughs> the examiners were very impressed with him yeah and that's how it, it was funny experience actually <laughs> I still remember one incident where uh, I think we were in um, pe- no we, we were in you were in prosto right no you were in cons okay. and uh, the other like I, I there were a few other guys we were in perio and you made this okay. string uh, you or oh, the telephone the telephone <laughs> okay. like like oh, the, I, I remember that I think that was in between prosto <laughs> and perio so before you start I, I, I mean people who were, and it was early morning 8:30 yeah. so people who were coming walking in uh, yeah. entering the coach I'm like ये क्या हो रहा है या लाइक एक धागा लटक रहा था एंड टू एग्जैक्टली सो व्हाट हैड हैपेंड वाज मी एंड माय फ्रेंड अल्तमाश लाइक ही इज अ वेरी क्लोज फ्रेंड ऑफ माइन सो वी हैड नथिंग टू डू एंड इन इंटर्नशिप इन प्रोस तो लाइक वी जस्ट हैड टू स्पेंड सम टाइम बिकॉज़ वी वर वेटिंग फॉर द प्रोफेसर्स एंड द पेशेंट्स एंड देयर वाज लिटिल नथिंग टू डू सो आई डोंट नो व्हाट आउट ऑफ रैंडम वी गॉट दिस आईडिया and like passing that string from third floor to fifth floor and it was a like the i think was at 90 degree angle yeah so doing that was a bit tough thing mm. but when so we did, we established that communication line in between prosto and perio uh it was it was a different experience like what we did we relived our childhood memories maybe <laughs> at that time and that's the reason like everyone was so surprised that even the staff came and they were trying to talk onto it yeah, yeah. it was a fun fun so thing that we did so you can talk on the third floor to the fifth floor, fifth floor. just using those st- strings uh, yeah. a string yeah it's crazy <laughs> uh any advice you would want to give to the students who have just joined dentistry, dentistry? as a bds or right. who want to make dentistry their career so yeah so the major advice i would like to uh tell them is like start early mm-hmm. start observing right when they are second year or in third year bds mm-hmm. so they'll exactly know where the liking is like i have many people who message me on instagram saying like what do we do mm-hmm. so i have to tell them that i'm not a career counselor and it's best like see i won't know what situation you are in how right. economically true, 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 true. your family is what your financial status mm-hmm. and how early you need to start earning and stuff so that's something each and every person has to decide for themselves right and after internship if they get this thought of deciding that's very late mm. 
because they hardly have six months or eight months to right. decide what they have to do actually. Mm. So start early, start doing cases, start working on patients, do as many cases as you want, and see where your liking is. Mm-hmm. And that will help you a lot in the long run. So start early. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, obviously, like not like don't compromise on the fun part of it have fun obviously have fun mm. but at the same time don't be very uh, lenient don't be like uh, very laid back it's and stuff it's a changing thing yeah exactly exactly if you need to uh, get going early in life then you need to start early so you have been a clinician since almost a decade now i mean yeah. in a few 2014 15, yeah so like yeah. close to a decade yeah so uh, according to you is dentistry still a viable career option in yeah, definitely it is definitely it is mm-hmm. so i know uh, many people complain that there's saturation and stuff right so that is an aspect of it but uh, like use that to the, to your advantage basically because don't go behind money yeah population is also more don't go behind money mm-hmm. practice ethically if you practice ethically there's nothing that can go wrong when you gain that patient's trust mm-hmm. believe me that patient is never going to leave you mm-hmm. So, so that most important so thing. So you you have your own lab. So according to you, should private dentists and practitioners? So basically, it's not my lab. My parents, uh, they no, are into like, this business. Like, yeah, like you're attached yeah. to one, right? Yeah, exactly. So like according to you, should dentists have their own so labs? With me, it was a different thing because I had a lab that was a very fortunate thing for mm-hmm. me, basically. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but having own lab is very important. Like basically, you can do your own characterization. If you are doing a smile designing, you can like make sure where your lying angles are, how like what shape of that tooth you need to give, depending on the SPF factors, right. like. and such things are possible only if you have your own lab but it's not it necessary you, it's not necessary it though it can be a luxury yeah it can be a luxury the uh, yeah if you don't have a lab you need to have that mindset that you are okay with going to the lab mm-hmm. doing the work by yourself seeing how the technicians do it and mm-hmm. stuff guiding them mm-hmm. and coming back to your clinic if you are okay with that yeah definitely like in the initial days obviously it's going to be a big investment mm-hmm. for uh, like establishing your own lab yeah so it's not necessary that you need to have your own lab but mm-hmm. you need to have that mindset that you are willing to work yeah got yeah, it if you have that then definitely it's going to help you out so what according to you are the key factors which needs uh, attention when someone is putting their own practice so for example if if there's a dentist out there and tomorrow he, like in the next 6 months or a year he wants to set up his own practice right so according to you what are the key factors he should uh, consider before okay. putting up one So first is gain your skills properly. Mm-hmm. Have a good set of skills before yep. you start your own practice. Mm-hmm. You, as I told well, you, cannot go wrong when you start your own practice. Go mm-hmm. work under someone, go observe under someone who will actually be willing to teach you. Yeah. Uh, if you feel you are not confident about a particular thing, don't do it. Like don't rush into it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the experiences are going to teach you, but our field is not something that you need to learn from your experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and start basic. Like you know, you need not have a very fancy setup. Like even I started with a very basic setup, a single chair right. and a single compressor, which was inside the chair clinic and all. Slowly, slowly, I started upgrading the clinic and like yeah, that's very important. Like exactly, people uh, assume that you have to start uh, from the very start. You have to start a very uh, fancy, fancy stuff. place, but that's not the so case. Exactly, basically, the patients are going to come to you with trust mm. and for getting. like for your skills basically yeah. they're not going to come to you for your interiors and stuff mm. 
so i have had like few patients who are big big ceos and stuff also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah they are not very uh, like impressed with the interiors of my clinic they are more impressed with my honesty and the work which i do and your soft skills also matter the yeah, way soft you talk skills, exactly the way you talk and stuff is also important because the I, way I, you explain them like mm. if you explain them each and everything mm. that involve them in the process basically if you don't involve them in the yeah, process yeah that, that's great involve them yeah because i've seen pe- uh, patients like who who come to my practice uh, after being uh, like you know not happy with other doctors yeah. so, you know what they say humko malum hi nahi unhone kya kiya exactly that's very not thing bole ki ye karna hai karna karna because like every patient deserves to know what is happening in their body and what we are doing to their body right. that's their body right yeah absolutely they deserve to know what exactly. is happening inside them exactly their exactly right. and if you are know, just like uh, those like i won't be like uh, this thing but yeah old dentists so like up at either and they'll just do and like let you go that's not something like we are living in 2022 now like it's not uh, something we should be doing it's a different world now exactly the generations have changed so we just went through what, one of the worst phases for any dentist out there is the pandemic right i mean as a dentist we i think we suffered the most uh, right. professionally so how did the pandemic no, that's a wrong thing actually if you see our profession it's a very recession proof profession mm-hmm. like if a patient has a pain in his tooth he is definitely going no, to need no. a dentist what i mean is uh, in the pandemic yeah. i know so the many dentists who had less. to shut their own practice who yeah. could not because they practice was in such a place that you know covid infested covid area. infested area, so exactly. they had to shut practices they could not open so that's very for, important are that uh, you need to have your proper knowledge like mm-hmm. uh, i researched a lot on covid on how the virus is transferred so that was my question how did yeah. the pandemic affect you and your practice so i tried to do maximum possible things for my practice mm-hmm. we tried getting the pp kits we tried sourcing it as soon as possible and right. a proper kit like not some uh, random kit that someone selling a proper uh, approved ce approved drdo approved kit mm-hmm. a proper n95 mask mm-hmm. and proper precautions that had to be taken like fortunately i had the proper suction units which used to like expel the aerosols and stuff just outside the working space and stuff right so that helped me a lot and well, i remember that was a major issue initially exactly. the aerosol issue aerosols and a uh, like very simple thing to do is aerosols in dentistry is generated from an aero or an air turbine right, right. just add chlorhex into your air turbine water mm. how, how how better can that help you right just have chlor yeah you just add chlorhex into your water aerosols your aerosols won't be transferring bacteria in fact they'll be killing the bacteria that's like a very small and simple exactly simple very simple things there are some simple and, and things I, and i think this got complicated exactly. because of lack of communication from the lack hard. of knowledge and lack of communication and right. that's where like knowledge plays a major issue where like if you just like follow the trends and stuff mm-hmm. if you follow the media it's going to like confuse you it's going to scare you and stuff mm-hmm. but don't fall for all such things have a proper knowledge research about it yourself mm-hmm. and that's how things are going to help you out also are you interested in teaching students or so basically uh, this is something i like to go for when i feel like i am uh, confident and when i'm ready myself and when i feel i have like gone a step above than rest of the population in acquiring knowledge and stuff like interns basically who are coming out of dentistry and i'm not talking about the clinicians already practicing clinicians mm-hmm. so when i feel that i'm actually qualified enough to teach them that's where uh, i thought but, i'll start my own courses and stuff but you want to 
Yeah, I want to. So right now, I've just started. Like I've just put out. Like yesterday only, I had placed an ad on Instagram. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. not an ad. Basically, I posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's where I like to teach the interns who are just passing, uh, who have passed out and worked at least for a year, mm-hmm. or PGs like who have just passed out or just are in final year of the post graduation days who have gained some experience on how they can incorporate like newer trends and how they can like. amalgamate the old age old industry to the newer trends that's very smart because exactly. i don't know such uh, courses happening either they teach you conventional yeah or they digital. teach you very advanced which the newbies don't exactly. i mean they don't deserve to know right now exactly so i'm taking the best of both the worlds and i'm trying to amalgamate them and teach it to the students basically i'll be doing that in another upcoming 2 or 3 months probably oh, that's yeah. that's not far i mean yeah so so uh, let's wait for it and see how things work out right so uh, we'll move up to the last section of sure. our podcast and that's like the rapid fire right section okay so and it's one of my personal favorite because i want to know also because uh, i'm sure you use uh, i'll start with that so your favorite dental instrument okay favorite dental instrument it's a copeland elevator okay and why? i use it for basically everything i use it for my crown removals mm-hmm. I use it as a vam key. I use it for my extractions, mm-hmm. and that makes life a lot easier. <laughs> I was expecting some prosthocentric. Uh, Nothing. No, no, not an intraoral scanner. No loop. Okay, loops. Loops also very important. Magnification is the most important thing in dentistry. Ah, uh, any brands you would recommend personally? I mean, because you. Ah, uh, okay. So, ah, uh, brands instead of brands, what you can do is you can ask those guys for a demo. Okay. Those guys will definitely give you a demo loop for like probably two or three weeks, and you can try using it in your clinical practice. And whichever brand you are comfortable with, you can obviously go for that. Okay. Zai's, Admitech, all those brands are equally good. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get a good set of brands because that's going to help your posture also, your ergonomics, mm-hmm. and that will help you be do good work basically. Any one thing you should uh, see before buying a loop, according to your experience? Yeah, a loop like. you have to make sure you get it with the illumination mm-hmm. uh any any loops are fine but minimum uh, magnification is 2.5 or 3.5x okay so that's what i'll recommend most of if you are just doing uh, oral prophylaxis if you are a hygienist then you can go for 2.5 but for uh, normal dentistry if you are doing practicing good general dentistry with root canals and tooth preps mm-hmm. you need to go for at least 3.2 or 3.5x zoom okay. magnification and you have to make sure that like see there are flip up loops also available but that makes it very heavy like even if you see like the bridge of my nose if you see there's a mark over here mm. so that's after using the ttl loops i have that mark so imagine what i have been using loops since last 7 to 8 years so I that's because of the loop. because of the loops exactly so it is going to so now what i have started doing is i have just it's a very basic like solution i have just mixed some putty silicone putty myself i like made a customized thing for my loops uh customized uh nose this thing rest a thing for seat for my loops okay. so that's helping me a lot com- okay. like maximize my comfort got it favorite place or area to shop in the world in the world i mean it can be oh, locally I hate also shopping. but anyone where you uh find most of his stuff i like gadgets so any any shop that sells gadgets it's going to be uh, like i can spend a lot of time over there i like toys so hamleys is also a good place <laughs> basically where i can spend a lot of time okay but for gadgets where do you generally go or where do you buy from uh it's not something now amazon's the thing that mm-hmm. i buy from most of the times okay. so that has made life a lot easier okay So yeah, and if I have my friends who are coming from US and stuff, if they are coming in, obviously the prices there are much cheaper. Yeah. 
so that also helps a lot so if anyone is coming from there they i, I ask them what's the rate and stuff and if it's not much i just buy it from here mm-hmm. because the warranty also becomes an issue true true but yeah, i think online india amazon india is the best thing that i, I can say right now right so if you were not a dentist right what would you be if i was not a dentist okay that's a tough question like i like cars mm-hmm. so basically i wouldn't mind being a mechanic also okay if i was not a dentist so a car mechanic and have a your own garage yeah exactly okay okay great answer <laughs> uh worst dental purchase you have made something you have bought and you regret or you it was it did not meet your expectations uh i don't think of anything as such mm-hmm. but i'm sure there must be i mean you uh you've bought and you like regretted buying it mm okay so that would be another loops like okay. i got this chinese loops during my internship mm-hmm. and i couldn't see anything using those <laughs> loops properly like i couldn't practice good dentistry without the illumination though okay yeah so that was the worst purchase and i hardly used it for like a week or two Okay. And that yeah actually that motivate like that discouraged me from using loops. Mm-hmm. So don't buy cheap Chinese loops like mm-hmm. uh buy a decent ones, good quality ones and buy something for the long term. Yeah, exactly. Buy it for the long term. You're doing it for your body basically, your mm-hmm. eyes and your posture. Right. <laughs> Favorite holiday destination. I like Mahabaleshwar. That's very close to your hometown, I guess. <laughs> really? That's a, yeah. that's a favorite? That's my favorite. Okay. Best tech gadget you have purchased. tech gadget okay so basically it's a drone that i purchased like it's the recent thing that i have purchased that mm-hmm. all the gadgets that which, i which i love that hey, sorry it, it's the dji one yeah the dji mini But, which one mini dji mini dji mini yeah and why do you i mean i mean why it's your best purchase uh uh-huh, yeah so why is it my best purchase like during when i'm on vacations or mm-hmm. some uh, like even like uh, okay one more thing i would like to add into it like if we recently delivered a crown with uh, with a drone from my lab to my colleague's clinic which is located almost 1.9 kilometers away so use the drone yeah i used the drone to navigate from my clinic to his uh, place he was on his terrace <laughs> so that was a fun thing that i did and yeah there are many things that you can do with a drone that you can't imagine i, I hope you have a video of that i have a video of that okay and, and have you posted it somewhere yeah i have posted it on my instagram wall oh, wow you <laughs> so, need to go and check that out exactly so i was during uh, like i have i'm a certified paragliding uh, paragliding pilot as well mm-hmm. so uh so it's not course. something yeah i did a course okay. at birbilling mm-hmm. so it's not something i've tried out yet but i would definitely like to try flying a drone along with paragliding so obviously it won't be possible by myself but i like to go tandem with someone and yeah and basically the best part about drone is we can see something that we can we can never imagine so that's what motivated me to get a drone when i was paragliding so the way the perspective what what you see the ground and stuff it's very mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. so that's how yeah <laughs> okay Motiv- best motivate adv- me best advice you have received uh yeah the best advice i have received is uh, till date mm-hmm. are related to dentistry anything in life in dentistry okay But so best advice i have received was from my grandfather is like be honest do your work with complete honesty mm-hmm. that's the best advice and that's what has helping me right now that's what you're following right now exactly wow last thing one thing you wish to change in the indian dentistry scene the whole bds curriculum basically <laughs> like 
Yeah, one thing so you want to change in that curriculum. If it was in my hands, obviously I am not. I am not like I cannot no, sure talk you, about such things. It's not something in my hand. Also, I may not know what the guys who decide the curriculum may be thinking. But one thing you wish to change in that. Yeah, so I am talking about my perspective. Obviously, their perspective they would have had force in something. That's the reason the curriculum is what we have right now. Right. But yeah, nothing against them. But yeah, uh, what I feel is what we do in BDS, like what we practice in dental colleges, it's something that. just immediately passing out of a dental college mm-hmm. the patients are not going to trust the dentists who have just passing uh, who have just passed out but that's mm-hmm. not how things should be mm-hmm. like uh, if the guys know that this is a recently passed out colleague mm-hmm. he should have the best skill set like mm-hmm. if you see uh, other any any other field if you see the uh, it industry mm-hmm. they'll be eager to hire the younger colleagues who have just passed out as compared to someone who's more experienced that because right. yeah they have the best possible skills mm. that's not something that's really uh, like that's in dentistry in dentistry if you see even the patients they'll be scared to get the treatment done under you because you are a newbie so that's something i'll need to change there uh, basically the minds but i'll take a very long time that's because that's something i'll blame it on ourselves like we dentists ourselves mm-hmm. because that's how we have installed the fear in the common masses and public but yeah that's something i'll definitely like to it change it will change i think it will change right? it will change it, it will change yeah with guys like you like you know hopefully uh, it will change <laughs> so dr tej thank you for coming for this podcast thank you arif for and, having me here <laughs> uh, giving your valuable time on a sunday <laughs> so thank you hopefully again we'll meet again soon definitely on, uh, We'll have another session. Yes, and where we'll go more in depth about certain things. Definitely. So that's about it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Done. Done. Stop. Nee, no, 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 no. It will happen. Okay. How is it? How is it? Perfect. Perfect, na? Right? Yeah.